You are listening to the System Sammy podcast, episode number 265. Today is technically the first day of Women's History Month in March. So I'm going to be sharing with you about the women in history that have affected me and my journey, as well as the excitement of the women that you will be learning from at the Done in a Day virtual conference. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Jordan, and my business love language is efficiency, because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? We're here to help overworked one-woman shows become streamlined solopreneurs. And now with over 150,000 downloads, this is the System Save Me podcast. So I love that we planned our conference, our virtual conference around, you know, Women's History Month or during Women's History Month, as well as the first day of the event is on International Women's Day. And the reason for that is because I am very, very much about the advancement of women in every aspect in business and in life. And it will become very clear to you, the women that inspire me, because they advanced women in a variety of ways. And the first one is, maybe you've heard of her, maybe you haven't. The first woman is Ruby Bridges. And Ruby Bridges is now, you know, an African-American advocate. And she actually was the very first African-American child to desegregate the all-white elementary school back in Louisiana back in 1960. And what's interesting is I read this book called The Story of Ruby Bridges. I mean, in elementary school, for sure, when I was young, young, young. And that book profoundly impacted me, even as a young girl, because I saw her as somebody who, I mean, I can't even imagine what it was like for her to walk up the steps of this elementary school and be the only person that looks like her in the entire school, the singular person, no teachers, no nobody, just her by herself. And it really stood out to me then and it stands out to me now as I think back on what that you know, showed for me and and how it impacted any moves that I made in my life. And that story comes up to me a lot, very often. And it reminds me that even if you are the only person (laughs) who looks like you, talks like you, dresses like you, speaks like you, any, I guess, version of you, you still must move forward because, you know, it may not be for yourself. It may be for the betterment of more people like you. And, you know, she's young. She was in elementary school. So I'm sure she didn't even fully grasp the impact of that first step that she took. But, you know, someone has to take that first step. And I'm reminded of Ruby Bridges all the time in business, because I have definitely tried doing things, you know, zigging when people are zagging, and doing things that are aligned with myself, but maybe look different to everybody else or look harder or is something that not everyone is willing to do because of the hard work or because of how it will be taken. And so I I encourage you to go and read up on Ruby Bridges. There's plenty, plenty, plenty about her. And I encourage you to be inspired by the courage of this six-year-old and think about, oh my gosh, like, 
you know, if this six-year-old can do this, like, what can I do, you know, as an adult woman? Like, you know, it doesn't become as scary <laughs> when you look at the depth and gravity of what her actions were. Um, so I encourage you to dive into her history and her work even today as well, because it's really, really intriguing stuff. The second woman that I follow and that I keep in, you know, tabs with and am very active in knowing her story is actually Malala. And again, if you haven't heard of Malala or the story of Malala or the Malala Fund, she is somebody who speaks out against women and girls not having education. And she is from, I believe, Pakistan. But she is the youngest Peace Prize person because she is, you know, she fought for women's educational rights and actually got shot in the head because of it. You know, the Taliban wanted to shut her up and because they said that women could no longer, or girls, you know, no longer could go in school. And I mean, it's just so insane. Like literally she's going to school on a school bus and this guy boards the school bus and shoots her in the head. Like, again, can you imagine the fear of her and everybody around her about that? You know, she survived a gunshot in the head, first off. And second off, the fact that it was intentional for this, I think, I don't know, she was probably 14 maybe at the time or or um, 15. And I just think the immense amount of courage that she did and continued to do with her work with the Malala Fund is something I'm I absolutely am behind because the power of education, the power of knowledge is so crucial. And, and, you know, we're, I'm in the United States, maybe you listening is, are are in the United States, but there's a ton of privilege that we have public education for, you know, we can talk about the actual, you know, I guess if the public education is good or not, we can have a debate about that. But the fact that we have it for men and women and for us women to be able to go to school and no one is like, you're not fearful of, you know, your daughter going on the school bus to school, being concerned about her getting shot in the head to go and learn. There is immense privilege in that hearing Malala's story. And I actually heard one of her executive people. I went to this women's luncheon in Dallas and the head speaker, gosh, I don't remember her name, but she was an executive from the Malala Fund. And she was explaining these stories of what Malala had to go through and I mean, it was incredible. And again, you know, it's just this is a young woman who believes in a mission and has now dedicated her life to that mission for girls and women. So she now, you know, is now, you know, trying to help fight poverty and wars and child marriage and gender discrimination, like all of this stuff. And it all started because she wanted to go to school and she went to school and she got shot in the head. And the world was like, absolutely not. So again, you know, looking at the things that we have to fight, I'm not boohooing your experience and what you've had to go through, but I am speaking on behalf of myself. You know, the struggles that I have had to overcome are minuscule in comparison to being fearful about having an education. And I have huge gratitude towards Malala. And even though she hasn't affected my life in the form of, you know, education or anything like that. I truly believe in her mission and the work that she's doing and what she stands for. And the last person that really inspires me in a lot of ways is actually Maya Angelou. 
And, you know, she is a, <laughs> a rebel with a cause. And I, if you don't know who Maya Angelou is, she's a poet, she's a writer, she's a speaker, she's just somebody who like her poetry and, and all of her even spoken word is about hardship, oppression, you know, things like race, sex, and things like that are in the scope of social and like psychological stuff. And she... You know, you might, if you follow Oprah or whatnot, you probably have seen her on there, or you may have heard of, you know, the books that she's written of, you know, Life Doesn't Frighten Me, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. There's like a bunch of them that you might have heard. And and one of my favorite poems um, about Maya Angelou, which I'm actually going to read to you, which again is like not the norm for what I do on this podcast, but it really as a woman speaks to, it speaks to a lot about women. It speaks to a lot about African-American history. And so I'm going to read the poem to you. Still I rise. It's not very long because I want you to feel and resonate with what I'm saying because it's truly, truly beautiful. And I believe she's broken down so many barriers. And again, you can go into a long rabbit hole of her, but I just wanted to share the poem with you and have you think. So this is Still I Rise by Maya Angelou. Virtual VIP days are all the rage in 2021, and with good reason. I mean, who wouldn't want less client hours and more revenue and impact? Yeah, thought so. If this business model has been swirling around your sphere and you're looking to add the offering into your orbit, you definitely do not want to miss the upcoming Done in a Day virtual conference happening on March 8th and 9th, 2021. This two-day event is completely live and dedicated to showing you how to structure and sell your most excellent and efficient virtual VIP day as a service provider, coach, or consultant. So grab your ticket today at doneinadayvirtualconference.com or check the link in the show notes and description. Can't wait to see you there. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Because I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like moons and like suns, with a certainty of tides, just like hopes springing high, still I rise. Did you want to see me broken? Bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries. Does my haughtiness offend you? Don't you take it awful hard? Because I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness. But still, like air, I'll rise. Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meetings of my thighs? Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past that's rooted in pain, I rise. I'm a black ocean, leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide, leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak that's wondrously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. So I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that it got you thinking and feeling, again, the really interesting words and language that she uses in this poem. And yeah, there's many things I could say about Maya Angelou, but um, one of hers is I appreciate 
how eloquently she can put, you know, a collective's experience into words. It's just really phenomenal. And I am always in awe of the work that she has done. She's now passed. And I I hope that you take a look at at her work as well, um, because it's really, really inspiring. So, you know, it being Women's History Month, the three women I talked about, Ruby Bridges, Malala, and Maya Angelou, I hope that you take a moment to look into these women and really see how they have affected people and how they can and have affected you as well with their stories and with their missions. Um, And that's, you know, brings me to our virtual conference and the 26 incredible women who are joining us to share their experience, to share their inspiration, to share what is really possible when you open yourself up to a new transformation, i.e., you know, virtual VIP days, if that's new for you. So I'm going to share the names of these women because they, every single one of them inspires me, whether I've spoken to them a lot or very little. I really believe that if you come to the conference and are not only experiencing the amazingness of the women on stage, but also the women who are in the chat, who are, you know, I just feel that the community that we congregate at this virtual conference is unlike a lot of other rooms because we're all showing up, you know, authentically ourselves as much as the word authentic is overplayed. And so, you know, some women that, or all the women who you will get to hear from at the conference are Desola Davis, Mariah Lazuski, Marva Goss, Victoria Adamosu, Tay Daniels, Amelia Roberts, Brianka Johnson, Stephanie Barron Hall, Casey Handy Smith, Jayla Eaton, Tarzan Kay, Dr. Lindsay Padilla, Jennifer Grayeb, Lauren Caselli, Natasha Hemingway, Danny Page, Katie Spellman, Hunter Nyland Welling, Courtney Foster Donahue, Licia Morelli, Nicole Harlow, Natasha Samuel, Angela Tan, Ashley Hogarby, Leah Hall, and Kirsten Roldan. And I am so honored that and blessed that all of these women are coming onto my stage and getting to share and serve and support all of you. You know, you think about, you know, when people are creating these summits and events and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, I just want people on my stage. And I want to share with you that we are extremely intentional about who is on our stage because we want people who have similar values to us. We value inclusivity. We value excellence. We value the ability to serve at your highest potential. And these women that you'll hear from are that. And, you know, I am really, really excited about this conference. And again, you know, it being Women's History Month, I just wanted to share women that have inspired me, that can inspire you, but they all have in common that they have a mission and they are relentless to fight for their mission. And whatever your mission is, I want to help you support, or I want to help support you in accomplishing that mission. So I hope that you will join us for the Done Day Virtual Conference. More details, you can go to the link in the show notes and whatnot, but it's donedaydayvirtualconference.com and uh, we look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening to the System Save Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Saved Me.